Our second scripture reading offers us more words of life from Psalm 139. Listen for what the Spirit might be saying to you. O God, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You know my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O God. You hem me in behind and before you've laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, even there, your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Please pray with me. Holy One, search us and know us and open us to a deeper knowing of you. Amen. Psalm 139 is one of those hold-in-your-heart psalms. It's one of those psalms that you can remember and write it on your heart and pull it out when you need it most. You know some others. God is my shepherd, I shall not want. God makes me lie down in green pastures. God leads me beside still waters. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the sea. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from God, the maker of heaven and of earth. And here, O oh God, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You know all my thoughts, all my words, all my ways. God is always with us. This psalm assures us that in the heights and in the depths of life, God's hand is upon us, holding us, guiding us. This psalm gives us those words that we can write on our hearts in times of self-doubt. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And this is the psalm that has that prayer. I pray every time I fly in an airplane, you know, in that scary moment of takeoff when tons of steel and probably lift off the ground. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, even there your right hand will hold me fast. This psalm assures us that God is with us all the time, everywhere. God knows us and God loves us in the whole of life, every bit of it. Oh God, you have searched me and you know me. This psalm gives us all that, and this psalm also raises the question that is the theme of this sermon, and that question is this. 
Do you really want to be known? Do we really want to be known? It's a serious question. If we look carefully, the psalmist isn't all that sure. The psalmist says, God, you have searched me and you know me. You know everywhere I go. You know everything I do in the highs and in the lows. You know every thought that is on my mind. Every thought. You know every word even before I speak it. Every word. You hem me in. Your hand is always on me. You are always there. You're all up in my business. You are all up in my grill. God, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? As soon as the psalmist realizes that God knows every bit of us, the psalmist pulls back from being known. Is this really, really what I want? To be known. This was Howard Thurman's favorite psalm, and Dr. Thurman described it this way. Being fully known means that God knows those moments when we have experienced joy and hope and awakening and, and those moments where our, our response to human need has been half-hearted. Where we have turned our back on truth and justice. Where we have sat in despair. Oh God, you've searched me and you know me. At the thought of being fully known, the psalmist wants to flee and run and hide. And I get that. Because being known is risky business. And it is scary. Brene Brown, a researcher at the University of Houston Graduates College of Social Work, has done a good bit of research on the human experience of being known, or what she calls vulnerability. You may know Brene Brown from her books, The Gift of Imperfection, or Daring Greatly, or even more probably, you may know her from one of her TED Talks. Um, she's got one on shame, and she's got one on vulnerability. I watched the vulnerability um, one this week, and I think she's at a paltry 22 million views on that TED Talk. And she's amazing. Watch it. She's hilarious. She's full of wisdom. She's awesome. Brene Brown describes vulnerability as the uncertainty, the emotional exposure, and the risk that is a part of everyday life. It's being out there. It's being all in. It is being known. And in her research, she has asked folks to tell her what vulnerability looks like, and they have said things like this. It is saying, I love you first. Or waiting for a doctor's call. Or asking for help. Or exercising in public. Or admitting that I'm afraid. Or asking for forgiveness. All that can be scary stuff. All this being known because it can raise for us our very human fear of disconnection. That feeling that somehow we are not good enough or powerful enough or smart enough. That fear of rejection and of failure that what will people think? 
at work, that might mean that we hesitate to try out that new idea because what if it fails? What will people think? Will I still have a job? At church, what will people think if I say what I really believe? Being vulnerable, being out there, being known can be scary. And like the psalmist, we want to flee. Where can I go? Where can I run? Where can I hide? Brene Brown says that we do that in our culture by numbing ourselves with substances, with technology, with constant busyness. We hide in plain view of life. Or we try to control and perfect everything around us to pretend that we aren't really all that imperfect. To do what Dr. Thurman calls putting out an outer self so that no one gets to know our real, true inner self. Or we lead what Brene Brown calls a small life. Not engaging, not connecting, not risking. Anything to keep up from anything to keep from showing up and being seen, anything to keep from being known. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Do we really want to be known? Given all that, why? Why would anyone? want to be known. So here's the thing. Brene Brown talked to thousands of people about vulnerability, about being known, about these fears, and here's what she found. Vulnerability or being known is at the heart of human relationship. We are hardwired for connection, or as she says, connection is why we are here. And in order for human connection to happen, we have to show up and be seen. We can't choose or avoid the general risk and uncertainty of life. It just is. Life is uncertain. What we can choose, though, what we can choose is to embrace our vulnerability and to enter into it with a sense that we are enough. We can choose to show up and be seen. We can choose to say, I love you first. We can choose to invest in relationships that may or may not work out. We can choose to try new things when there is no guarantee. Brene Brown gathered all her research and she stood back and looked at her data and she asked all these people that I've interviewed, what makes the difference? What makes what for what she calls wholehearted living? And here's what she found. Here's what makes for wholehearted living, the courage to embrace our vulnerability and to be imperfect. The compassion to be kind to ourselves and to others and connection. Connection based on authenticity, based on each of us showing up and being seen. What she found is that vulnerability, being seen, being known, is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, and creativity. It is the source of hope, empathy, accountability, and authenticity. To experience the fullness of life, we need connection and we need to be known. 
This is what Brene Brown says about our relationships with each other. And it's not that far off from what the psalmist eventually concludes about our relationship with God. The psalmist begins, oh God, you have searched me and you know me. And then as the reality of being known sinks in, the psalmist asks, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? But by the close of the psalm, the psalmist is all in and prays, search me, God. Know my heart. Know me. Here's how the psalmist gets there. Here's how we can dare to be known. Here's the grace. We can dare to be known because the one who knows us is the God who loves us. As the psalmist wrote these words and as the people of Israel sang these words, they sang them to the God they knew, the God of the covenant, the God with whom they had lived in covenant relationship for hundreds of years. So they could say, God, you have searched us and you know us. You searched us and you have known us when we were slaves in Egypt. You've known our bondage and our oppression and you set us free. You searched us and you know all of our covenant breaking and even so you have held us fast in your covenant keeping. You've searched us and you know our exile and we know that you will bring us home. Even if I rise on the wings of the dawn, even if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your right hand will hold me fast. We can dare to be known because the God who knows us, the God who knows everything about us, all of our hopes and all of our dreams and all of our imperfection and all of our struggle and all of our brokenness, the God who knows us has known us from the very beginning and says this, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knit us together in the womb. God created our inmost being. Nothing about us has ever been hidden from the God who wove us together in the depths of the earth. All of our days, everything about us have been in God's heart from the very beginning before any part of us came to be. God has searched us and God knows us and God loves us. And so we can say we praise you because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. All your works are wonderful. We know that full well. We know that in our flesh and our bones. Search us, God, and know us. And even as we cast our gaze beyond this psalm, across the expanse of Scripture, we can dare to be known because the God who knows us is the God who came to us in Jesus Christ. This is the God who came to us and walked with us, who said to us in Jesus Christ, know me. Jesus taught us and touched us and healed us and said to us, be familiar with all my ways. Jesus gave himself over to us. Jesus was vulnerable to us. Jesus let us hem him in behind and before. Jesus went down into the depths and then up into the heavens and in resurrection gave us new life. This is the Jesus who in resurrection made himself known to Mary when he called her by name. This is the Jesus who made himself known to the disciples in the breaking of the bread. This is the Jesus who stood before Thomas and offered Thomas his wounds and said, know me. 
we can dare to be known to God and to each other because of the God who dares to be known to us. This is the vulnerable and the powerful God who gives us courage to embrace our vulnerability and to show up and be seen and be known. This is the God who gives us the compassion to be kind to ourselves and to others. This is the God who models for us real connection, life lived out together in authentic relationship. This is the God who empowers us if we dare to live wholehearted lives that bless the world God loves.